Welcome to the Iowa Blue Showcase, episode number 68. Well, uh, here we are in the new place. Got internet up. It's very slow, but it's there. <laughs> and uh, we're going to give it a shot. Notice if you listen carefully. Cars, no trucks, no motorcycles, no dogs barking. <laughs> so left the very loud Sixth uh, the bus, bustling Sixth Avenue for uh, the burbs. So hey, nice and quiet. So now we can do podcasting professionally. Hey, all right, enough, enough. Tonight's show is the. Uh, I believe it's 2008, uh, January 2008, tribute to Jimmy Pryor uh, that was recorded at Univista University by myself and Mary Covey. Uh, I did the math right. Let's do it here mentally. Uh, I used to teach a blues class, blues history class. The first one I taught would have been, let's see, 2005. 2005 is the first time I taught uh, history. It was history during J term. So, uh, invited Jimmy up. Jimmy came and killed it. The kids loved it. He uh, dressed up. I don't remember if he was in his red suit or his blue suit with his, with his matching hat. Uh, but uh, the kids were just like, you know, enamored with him. Because... Uh, you know, he, he was a blues man, and he was dressed like a blues man, and well, he was a blues man, and, and they, uh, you know, he signed autographs for him, and I think he sold CDs. It's really cool. Uh, so the next year, 2006, uh, he made it again, um, and that was really cool. So then I believe he died later on in 2006, or maybe it was 2007 can't remember uh so the next january jimmy uh we played this tribute to him since uh, he had passed on and uh this is a uh an interesting cd it was recorded uh by the 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 university uh, by the guy that was doing the sound and uh, this has never been aired ever, <laughs> uh, but it sounds good. And it is is basically, you know, Eric Covey does a couple of the first two songs, and then I do the rest, and then it's just basically stories about Jimmy. And these are all songs that Jimmy did. Um, so uh, the only thing I I would say is that I did not have my kazoo, uh, my Jimmy Pryor kazoo. Uh, so I had to basically fake it. So it was like, so if, if you hear that, you'll know what's going on. Um, <laughs> uh, in, in, in the light of what's going on with, uh, you know, Gene had passed away, Gene Jackson passed away earlier this week. If you listened to the previous podcast, you knew about that. Um, so I just felt like this would be a good tribute to both, you know, Jimmy and to Gene. Uh, they played together um, 
the uh, the New Year's Eve show that Gene played. Uh, he played drums behind Jimmy. Um, so uh, just, you know, both these guys were just all around nice guys, amazing, super guys. They, uh, you know, they, they didn't hold grudges. They were, you know, they, they loved everybody unconditionally. It was just like, you know, they, they taught the blues not so much, you know, from a musical standpoint, but from a, 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 a how you should treat a person, everyday people, you know, the, you know, treat all your fans like they're your best friend. And that's just the way they were. And uh, so this is, uh, you know, our my little tribute to Jimmy that we did after he died. And uh, like I said, that it really, you, you could put Gene in there too because a lot of the stuff that, that, you know, those two were very much alike. So anyway, uh, let's just get to it. Um, because uh, it's just some good music. So anyway, Eric Hovey's going to start off. Sorry. I'm just kind of, you know, I haven't done this for a few weeks. So have patience. <laughs> uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, Eric Hovey starts off with a hole in my heart. And then walking to keep from crying. And then I will pick it up after that. With, uh, let's see, Kansas City, Staggerly, um, Hello Josephine, Route 66, Blueberry Hill, The Jimmy Shuffle, which was uh, that the song that Jimmy was always probably known for. That's like three or four or five songs. Sometimes it went to 10 or 12, whatever the mood that hit him. Uh, and... Uh, and what a wonderful world is what we end with. So, all right, I hope you enjoy this. Uh, we'll come back and update you on uh, what's going on on Tuesday and Thursday night of this week. So, guys, enjoy yourself, and we'll be right back on the Iowa Blue Showcase. Of a soul that's broken too.
Well, I'm walking, got a long, long way to go. Yeah, I'm walking, got a long, long way to go. I'll keep on walking, you'll be the last to know. I'm gonna pack my bag, put on my walking shoes. I'm gonna pack my bags, put on my walking shoes. We'll keep on walking till I shake these blues. Yeah, I'm walking. I walk to keep from crying. Yeah, I'm walking. I walk to keep from crying. If I stop walking, I can see your light. you by oh, don't stop walking time will pass you by oh, keep on walking walk to keep from crying oh, yeah I'm a walking I walk to keep from crying oh, well I'm walking I walk to keep from crying if I stop walking I can see your light.
Well, tonight, I'll tell you the story about Mr. Jimmy Pryor. He was born in 1916 in West Virginia in the coal mine country, a little place called Red Star. And his mom died, oh, within a year of his birth. Never really knew her. But he knew his stepmom, and he loved his stepmom very, very, very much. And she was really, really kind, and she got herself a player piano, and Jimmy sat down there when he was no more than five or six years old, put his hand on the piano, and learned to play piano just by touch. And he was so good that she used to bring the girls over, and they'd listen to him play, and they'd go, Jimmy, you're going to be a star someday. And it's kind of true. But it took a while. See, when Jimmy grew up in Red Star, West Virginia, the only thing you were going to do is grow up to work in the coal mines. When he was 17 years old, he went to work in the coal mines with his brother and his father. And it was a tough life. Matter of fact, he worked there 10 years, and he used to tell the story how him and his brother used to make money. And it's kind of clever when you really think about it. Because what Jimmy used to do is his brother was a gambler. And when you gambled, if you made a lot of money, people didn't like you walking away from the table. Because when you did that, you were taking their money away and you were liable to get shot, especially in a coal mine town. So what they did was pretty slick. Is Jimmy would go up to his brother and say, hey man, I need some money to buy some food and so his brother would reach in his pocket and, and he'd give him some money <clears throat> and the other gamblers wouldn't notice but he was giving most of his money to Jimmy and Jimmy would go running home with it that's how him and his brother used to make money now Jimmy used to tell me too when he was young he used to love playing piano because when he was in these camps these piano players always had all the women I don't know where he got that, because as a piano player, I haven't seen that many. It's usually the guitar players that win them all. But anyway, he said he used to watch these guys called the Fletcher Brothers, and the Fletcher Brothers used to have all the good-looking girls, so that's what he wanted to do, was play piano. And he also told me that he also played in the, the cat houses. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, you listen to him, and you have these wonderful stories, and you think, mm-hmm, yeah, that's right, Jimmy. But he maybe he did. Because certainly working in the coal mines was not a great, great career, and after 10 years, you got to look for something else, and he certainly did. Well, about that time, Uncle Sam called him and wanted him to go off and fight the war. And he really had no choice. He was a blues man, he had a band, and he played guitar, and piano and trumpet, but Uncle Sam wanted him to do something else. He wanted him to drive a truck. So he went and he joined the Army. Went and fought in World War II as part of the Red Ball Express, delivering all sorts of aid and comfort to the Allies, and occasionally some gasoline, which Jimmy said was kind of dangerous because it seemed the Germans were always trying to blow him up on the road. <laughs> So he moved to Detroit City after the war, and there he really, really made the name in the blues. Now there he had a strange name, he was the Batman. I don't know where that came from. 
I asked him several times. He said, I don't know. They just call me the Batman. I said, okay, Jimmy. And so he was the Batman, and he played the blues, and he knew people like John Lee Hooker. Matter of fact, him and John Lee were good buddies. And they used to play at the same place and just follow each other. He also met B.B. King and Diana Washington and oh, just so many people you wouldn't imagine it, but he did. And it was the 1950s, and in the 50s, he did a lot of stuff that was, you know, kind of rock and roll, kind of blues, because that's the kind of guy he was. But then in 1960, he was tired of playing until 2 o'clock. He wanted to play later, and Detroit didn't offer him any after-hour gigs. And the only place he could play after hours was a place called Des Moines, believe it or not. It's a place called Center Street. But the bar stayed open 24-7. Never went to bed, never closed up. And that's where he learned to play the blues again. go ahead and sing a song that was popular back then. One of the oldest blues songs ever written, a thing called Kansas City Blues. T for Texas. T for Tennessee. The women around here got me drinking cheap whiskey. Oh Lord, they're trying to put a spell on me. I'm gonna move to Kansas City. Yeah, I'm gonna move to Kansas City. Yeah, I'm gonna move pretty woman where they don't allow you. Took a stroll down Beale Street. Then I took a stroll down Maine I was looking for a little girl Who they call Lucille I'm gonna move to Kansas City Yeah, I'm gonna move to Kansas City Yeah, I'm gonna move pretty woman where they don't allow you. you. Gotta give the guitar player some. Thank you. 
Mrs. Juan's Eric Coburn. Probably go back again. Know what them Texas women are hollering about there? Hollering about them Kansas City men. I'm gonna move to Kansas City. Yeah, I'm gonna move to Kansas City. Yeah, I'm gonna move pretty woman, hey! Oh, honey, where they don't allow you. I, uh, I met Jimmy Pryor in 1993. Uh, actually, it was 1992, summer of 92. And uh, I had moved back from Kansas City. I'd been down there for four years and, and uh, learned to play the blues down there. I mean, I'd learned earlier, but you really learn the blues when you're in Kansas City. And uh, Mr. Pryor had showed up to a jam session I was running down at what today is called Blues on Grand. Back then, it was called the Grand Avenue Lounge. and. Uh, um, he showed up, he was 77 at the time, and uh, he showed up in a blue denim cowboy suit with a blue cowboy hat, and he kind of shuffled up to the stage, and he wanted to play, and I was kind of like, well, we don't do country music, <laughs> and Jimmy goes, well, I can do blues, and I said, okay, all right, and I, I was still kind of hesitant, and then the drummer behind me, and his name was, it was Rongo Miller, Ron Rongo Miller. And uh, he goes, come on, let him up. So we let him up, and Jimmy said a shuffle in G. And the next thing you know, for about 20 minutes, he was up there singing every song he knew in the key of G, just one after the other, and he just killed. And the audience loved him. And you know, after that, anytime we seen him, we'd drag him up on stage and make him play. And uh, we became friends. And later on, uh, back at, as late as, let's see, about 99, I actually put together a band with him, and we played uh, at the Hull Avenue Tap and uh, ran a, a weekly show there. And the number of people that were coming in there every week just would double and double and double just because Jimmy was such a great performer and just a lovable old guy. And the neat thing about him is that, is that he loved you unconditionally. It didn't matter. You know, you could even be mean to the guy, and in seven, there were players that were mean to him. And yet, he never held a grudge. And he always had a smile for you, and you were always his best friend. And I can remember one time, we were at this uh, club over on the west side of town, and this young kid come up to him. And this kid was just going on and on about, you know, you know how much he loved Jimmy and how much his Jimmy meant to his dad and how the two of them had, you know, come and seen Jimmy all the time. And, and Jimmy was, you know, just going on with the kid and, you know, and, and, and I thought they were best friends or something. So when the kid walked away, I said, Jimmy, who's that? He goes, ah, I don't know. <laughs> and that's kind of the way he was because it didn't matter who you were. He, you were his best friend. And it's something that, uh, you know, stuck with me and something that, you know, hopefully I can be more like that because, you know, it's just, you know, it's the way we should be with people, you know. The night was clear and the moon was yellow And the leaves came tumbling down I was standing on the corner When I heard my bulldog bark He was barking at two men who were standing 
brand new Stetson hat. Stagger Lee started walking down that old railroad track. He turned and told Billy, don't be here when I come back. Stagger Lee went home and he got out his 44. He said, I'm going down that barroom, gonna pay that debt I owe. I said, go. Jimmy, uh, Jimmy uh, had a thing for Fats Domino and, and Louis Armstrong, and, and uh, so a lot of the stuff he did, he did a lot of 50s stuff. He also he, uh, liked uh, uh, Ray Charles, and, and uh, he did some country stuff, because in the 1970s, um, after Center Street had closed up in 1969, Jimmy had nothing to do, because the blues was pretty much dead everywhere. And from about 70 up until almost the early 80s, he was playing country music, believe it or not. 
And he kind of dabbled in it in the, in the late 60s. He actually has a CD out called uh, Jimmy Pryor Live at the Pines. And uh, he did a little country there, but he was really doing country in the 70s. And, and amazingly enough, I mean, you know, and, you know, he was a kind of a short guy, African-American, and, uh, and he, he usually had a pencil-thin mustache. Um, but uh, the country people just loved the heck out of him. And uh, they put him in the, the uh, Cowboy Hall of Fame down in Des Moines. Um, and then the other thing was neat, and they gave him a nickname that he, he loved so much and carried with him the rest of his life. They, they're the one that coined him the Midnight Cowboy. And uh, Jimmy told me it was because he was always out at midnight playing, but I sensed the country folks had other meaning for that. But um, I never told Jimmy what they probably meant because he loved that name, and uh, that was the name he went, you know, for the rest of his career. And everybody knew him as the cowboy or midnight cowboy. So, hello, Josephine. How do you do? You remember me, baby? I'll remember you. You used to laugh at me. Ooh, ooh, bidoo. You used to walk you home. You used to carry your hand. I used to give me an umbrella. Every time it rained, laugh at me. Ooh, ooh, bidoo. Play guitar.
you plan to motor west Take my way, that's highway, that's the best Get your kicks on Route 66 That goes from Chicago to L.A. More than 3,000 miles along the way Get your kicks on Route 66 that goes through the Louis, Joplin, Missouri, and Oklahoma City looks mighty pretty. You see, Amarillo, Gallup, New Mexico, Flags of Arizona. Don't forget we're known to Kingston, Basel, San Bernardino. Won't you get hip to this timely tip when you make that California trip? The kicks on Route 66. Go ahead, man. the best get your kicks on route 66 watch now it goes to the louis joplin missouri and oklahoma city looks mighty pretty you'll see amarillo gallup new mexico flags of arizona don't forget we know the kings and boston san bernardino won't you get hip to this time lieutenant when you make that California trip, get your kicks on Route 66. Yeah. I said, get your kicks on Route 66. I said, get your O's on 66. I said, get your on 66. I said, get your kicks on Bruce 66.
found my thrill on Blueberry Hill. It lingered until my dreams came true. The moon stood still. sweet memories but all of those vows made were never to be but we're apart well you thought of me still for you were my thrill on Blueberry Hill Wah, 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 wah 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 Wow, ba-da-da-da Wow, ba-da-da-da Wow, ba-da-da-da Low wind and the willow pane Low sweet memories But all of those vows we made to be but we're apart oh but you thought of me still for you were my thrill on blueberry hill all right uh Jimmy's signature song was a G shuffle, and I kind of alluded to this earlier. The first time I ever met him, he said, shuffling G, boys, and this is what we did. He used to call it the Lewis Jordan Shuffle. And as I was telling you before, Jimmy was also known for his kazoo and his wild outfits. And he would just start showing up and pick up this big thing. It looked like a trumpet made out of plumbing equipment. And it went something like this. Wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. Wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. wah. Wap 
rider. Oh, see what you have done. Whoa, 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 see, see, rider, see what you have done. Well, you made me love you, but now my love is gone. Well, I'm gone away, baby, and I won't be back to fall. I'm going away, baby, won't be back to fall. I want to find me a good girl who I won't leave at all. Buy me a shotgun, long as I'm tall. Buy me a shotgun, long as I'm tall. Shoot my old lady just to see her fall. And I said, See, I see, Ryder. We'll see what you have done. Whoa, whoa, whoa. See, Ryder, see what you have done. Well, you made me love you, but now my loving on. Go ahead, Eric, play me some guitar.
participation he used to do this little Milton tune called hey hey the blues is alright and of course he didn't do the whole song he just did the very end of it but that's the part where everybody sings so it was alright and everybody knew it was the end of the shuffle when he did it alright it's real easy and I don't expect any of you to know the words so I'll just tell you what they are let's go you'll go hey hey the blues I'll go hey hey the blues is alright and then you'll just sing hey hey the blues is alright that's easy, yeah. And then I'm going to say all right, and you'll say all right, and I'll say all right, and then everything will be all right. I think so. Give it a shot. You know, don't worry. It doesn't work well in Des Moines either, you know. You know, Tom, it's a tough, it's a tough crowd. Yeah. <laughs> all right, let's try it. Hey, hey, the blues is all right. Hey, hey, the blues all right. Come on. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, I don't know. That was. We got to do better than that. <laughs> After all, there's a bunch of college kids out there. Come on, man. You know, it's an easy way to get an A tonight. It's just to sing really loud. All right. <laughs> All right, we'll try it again. Here we go. I said, hey, hey, the blues is all right. Come on, louder. Hey, hey, the blues is all right. Come All right, all right, all right. One more. I said, hey, hey, the blues is all right. I said, hey, hey. The blues is all right. I said, hey, hey, the blues is all right. Come on. Blues all right. All right. All right. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. We're going to do, we practice it twice tonight, and it's like, I'm only doing this because Jimmy really, really loved this song a lot, and this is kind of how he, if he could end a show, this is how he would end the show, and uh, it's uh, an old Louis Armstrong tune, 
If you saw Good, uh, Good Morning Vietnam, then you probably know what it is. It's a real uh, pretty song. And it's, it's not really blues, but, um, you know, Jimmy just loved the heck out of this, and he loved Louie. This goes out to you, Jimmy. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue, clouds of white. Bright blessed day, dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky are also on the faces of the people going by. I see friends shaking hands, saying, how do you do? They're really saying, I love you. I hear babies cry, and I watch them grow. They'll learn much more than I'll ever know. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. Yeah. And I think to myself, what a Oh, hey, we're back. Yeah, that was one of Jimmy's favorite songs. That was uh, Louis Armstrong's What a Wonderful World. So uh, Jimmy liked to sing that, and uh, he used to play that with Fat Tuesday a lot. Uh, he didn't play it with, with the bad boys because uh, uh, we just didn't know it. <laughs> we should have. It wasn't that hard because... Uh, I was playing it with Eric there, and then later I played it with uh, the uh, the fourth or fifth installment of the Tom Gary Blues Band up there in Storm Lake. So uh, anyway, there you go. Then uh, so a quick updates for tomorrow night. If you're in Des Moines again, it's Gene Jackson Tribute Jam. It's going to be at Noche. Noche is located at one three two six Walnut. And that's in downtown Des Moines. And it's from 5 to 9. So hopefully if you listened to earlier, and I may have said 7, or it might have been I was doing this and it didn't work out. I don't remember. Hmm. I've actually recorded this two times. <laughs> uh, so anyway, yeah, it's 5 to 9. So this is a really good hours there. So uh, just uh, when you leave work, head down to Noche and... Uh, 
uh, come join us. I will try to be there. And then on Thursday, it's our Blue Showcase. We'll be doing our live show. And uh, we'll have a, a segment uh, honoring Gene as well. So hope to see you uh, at one of the two. Uh, and then, oh yeah, I forgot. The showcase is at Stillwell uh, Middle School Auditorium. And it's a 7 p.m. start, so come on out for that. Uh, all right, uh, that's it. Short, sweet, and uh, good to be back podcasting again. And uh, hey, we'll see you next week on the Iowa Blue Showcase. Under that deep blue sky.